0: go good morning good afternoon good evening everyone regardless of where you are or what time it is my name is howard Sapp with now you know and we're coming to you live today i'm gonna you know really have a fun fun time hopefully and we'll dive into some um good stuff i think it's good stuff anyway and i you know look forward to your feedback and i'm here with my uh, partner in crime dr cindy banier dr cindy banier give everybody a good shout out
1: Hey everybody, nice to see you. I'm so happy to be here with you, Howard. It's been yes. like 2024 is like already going gangbusters I mean, It in is terms crazy. Of like what's going on. It's like <laughs> the end of February. I feel like yesterday was just New Year's, but
0: I know, I know. And that's why I said it, it was it was something when um uh, like right after Christmas, I think it was, like the day after Christmas you know, I told everybody, I said, well, you know, you got 364 more days, you know, until, until Christmas again, you know? So it's like, and now it's, it's, this week will be March. Know. And so it's like, Oh, you kidding me? It is really, really time is, time is just flying. Time is just flying, you know? And of course, before we know it will be, you know, upon the elections time, will be, oh, yeah. you know, everybody will be at the polls and well, you know, some are, you know, doing the polls now, as far as the, um, the Republican primaries and all of that. So yep. we definitely look at that and, you know, try to keep abreast of what's going on and uh, just trying to make sure that we keep basically our backyard, you know, in order and try and see, keep, keep everything kind of situated here. Because I, and I don't know if you had heard, but for the Fort Myers area, and this is, this was a little interesting for the Fort Myers area. If people are, you know, really looking at the, uh, the, the political climate, you know, here, you know, one of the, even, even I think it was one of the city council members that said that the Fort Myers politics is becoming very toxic. And mm. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if you had heard that. Um,
1: I know Cape um, Coral is a whole mess, <laughs> <laughs> but like, Fort yes. Myers too. yes,
0: yes. it is crazy. I'm like, what are you, it, it, it's toxic, you know? And, and that, that's the one thing that I really want people to kind of understand and get in and uh, just understand what's going on in, in in your local area because I think it's very important. You know, in spite of you know all of the things that has hap- that have been happening, and, and and here's one of the one of the reasons is because just like at, right after um, Hurricane Ian, Hurricane Ian, Ian, and everybody was looking for resources, looking for help, looking for this, looking for that, and trying to find out what happens or or you know what what they can do to receive any type of help. They have to understand that a lot of that comes from, or at least the setup of that comes from the political um, climate of of how everything is set up. You know, Mm -hmm. so if you don't understand that, you know, this is the reason that this is the way that it is, that, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody made a decision in some kind of arena or somewhere to say that you can do this or you can't do that. And just like when, I think we've talked about before that $1.1 mm-hmm. billion that's supposed to be for Lee County, you know how that is distributed and how things happen mm-hmm. and what people can get and what people can receive. That's part of the political climate uh, or that's part of how things are structured based on the political climate for the area. You know, So when people think that, well, I don't wanna get into politics because it doesn't involve me. Every time you look at some type of service that you want to receive, it has gone through some type of process to be able to be um, you know, situated or the system has been able to be structured in such a way that people can receive whatever. Now, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes we think it's fair. Sometimes we think it's not fair, but whatever it is, you have to understand that Based on how the politics are arranged, the things that happens in your local area, these are how sometimes services are availed to people. And they, they, and, and, and so when people talk or about, well, <laughs> I don't want to be in politics, I, I'm not involved, right. it doesn't, yes, it does matter and it does involve you. You're touched regardless of how you want to look at it, mm-hmm. how you think or whatever. And that's something that I think is so important and, and,
1: and your, your take on that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, you know, every time that there are dollars being given out, right, like the 1.1 mm-hmm. billion, there's a politician that's going to make a decision on where that goes. Yes. We're making a decision how it's being distributed and to whom. And as, you know, our friend, you know, our, our friend Cornelius Fowler is taking this on as his campaign slogan, but if you're not at, at the table, then you're on the menu. Exactly. That, that's what that means. That means, mm-hmm. like, if you're not at the table saying, look, I want, you know, I want, some of that funds to come to my community, my neighborhood, then you're not going to get it. It's also the squeaky squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? Mm -hmm. it's like, if you're not saying, hey, this is what we're going to do, then you're not going to get that funding. That's true. Um, And it's the reason why places like Lehigh Acres don't get the funds that they they deserve, even though they're the tax base for the entire county. That's true. So they true. don't get the money. They do not get the commensurate amount of resources back into that community because there's nobody there. Whoa, my light's falling over. The light's getting into it. But there's nobody over there saying, hey, this is what we're, we we want to do with this. We need these sidewalks. We mm-hmm. need these roads. We need this park to be fixed. Right. Uh, and without that, then you do not have the advocacy you do not get those funds you get overlooked and True. yeah you're just so on the head like i know people listen i know people don't want to get involved in the parts and politics man it's sometimes it's so it's <laughs> pathetic. Like I don't even know. Sometimes it's like you and I live it. We love it, I'm right? Right. But sometimes you're just like, man, this is stupid. Like, so like, <laughs> like I football. understand. I understand. Like, I know why people just tune out. Like, they don't, you know. And it's like everybody's corrupt, and it's like. It's it's tough to be a part Mm -hmm. of it. But the truth is, if you're not there and advocating for yourself, your family, your community, your business, your cause, whatever you care about, you care about the environment or animals or kids. Like if you're not Mm -hmm. there all the time in these politicians faces, then you're not going to be part of the decision making process.
0: That's true. That is so true. And, you know, and and it just hit me, you know, and, and and if people would look at it, you know, this way. You look at all of the big business, regardless of what it is, and, and and I'll you know I'll just say from a national from a national standpoint on this particular point, you look at all the big business, you know, and those those money making places. You can look at the auto industry, you can look at the um, gun manufacturers, you can look at uh, insurance, you can look at whatever it is. All of those give money to somebody's campaign mm-hmm. for a reason. Mm -hmm. And they give millions of dollars to somebody's campaign for a reason. And when we look at it, you know, in a sense that, okay, well, why would they give money to somebody's campaign if politics is not involved in business in some kind of way or whatever it is? I mean, you look at the NRA, why does the NRA have so many lobbyists, you know, and lobby hard, you know, on Capitol Hill? Mm-hmm. so that they can get things that they want, yep. the way that they want. That's why laws are put in place. So to protect whatever it is, you know, this particular company, business, idea, um, whatever it is, they want, they want that protected. So when we look at it in a sense that, well, if a company thinks that it's important, and I'm not saying that everybody has to give millions of dollars, but from the simple Point that if a company or a business thinks that it's that important to give that amount of money to a politician, there has to be something to that, right? You know, because those services and those um products or whatever it is, those things trickle down to us that we can get these services, we can buy these products, we can utilize, you know, whatever it is that they may be offering. All that Mm -hmm. comes with a cost. So if if they think it's important. We need to begin to look at that, well, maybe politics is not, it may not be the, you know, everyone's, you know, cup of tea, but it is a way of life at this point for us. Mm-hmm. So we well, to- I
1: was going to take that a step further, too. So what the companies are doing is they're buying a seat at the table. <laughs> That's it. That's true. They're buying a seat at the table. So campaign donations buy you access. Mm-hmm. And it buys you favoritism, you whether go. or not the politician says it or not. The psychology behind it says if somebody gives you money, you're going to be nicer to them. That's right. how it works. Nobody mm-hmm. gives it. you money, you're going to be nicer to them. Mm-hmm. They're you're you're more likely to do what they want, and then you take meetings with them, and they go, "Oh, we need this. We need a road over here. We need you to roll back this law because it hurts our business." And you go, "Okay, whether or not you think that you're being bought or not, that's what actually happens." Okay, that's true. Re- yeah. Regular people and causes don't have that capacity no you, don't. you know and here's what's funny about it and people don't necessarily realize the whole system so it's not only that these special interests and corporations are buying their seat at the table through campaign finance donations right mm-hmm. but they actually employ the lobbyists to the tune of yes. millions of dollars to yes. sit yes. down and 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 meet with these congressmen, <laughs> <and> state legislators <laughs> to make their case, right? So they're mm-hmm. paying and then they're paying again. Mm-hmm. So they're paying for the access and then they're paying for the inf- influence, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, True. And the reason they do that is because it's a good investment. There you go. It's it a is. good investment. They get what they want. And mm-hmm. so if we view that, like if we view us as voters, if we view our attention and even our funding, our financing Mm -hmm. like that, right? If we view that as us gaining access, us gaining uh, influence in politics so we can get our share, I think that will hit people a little bit different. I I, I
0: totally agree. And and, and that kind of, you know, because based on what you had said, even as far as Lehigh and stuff is concerned, really kind of sparked that thought because you're so right, Lehigh, they pay, you know, their tax structure, you know, I mean, it's huge the amount of taxes that they pay you know, for Lee County, but then they don't have someone to advocate for them for the services and for the uh, the infrastructure and everything that they need there. They don't have that or no one is doing that at this particular point. So, yes, we can look at it from a national standpoint, like you said, with the big business and everything on Capitol Hill and with the lobbyists and stuff there. But it still trickles down to the local level politics as well. You know, so we have our county commissioners, we have, you know, our city council, we have, you know, even a lot of local offices, you know, that goes, your mayor and everybody else. All of these particular offices, you know, in some kind of way can influence a particular decision that can help or hurt, you know, someone and whatever, like I said, services or area that they may be in. You know, so when we look at it that way, you have to understand that regardless of what people think that um, how important politics is to them, They have to understand that in spite of whatever you say or don't say, you're still being affected by your decision or non-decision or your vote or your non-vote. You're still being affected by that because somebody's going to vote for whatever they feel as though is important to them. And it may not be necessarily the same way that you feel. Mm -hmm. So how are you being represented when it comes to being able to, have a sidewalk on your street, being able to have clean water in your neighborhood, being able to breathe good air, you know, or whatever the case may be, whatever services that you may need, you know, your vote or non-vote can actually affect that in so many different ways. And that's why, regardless of what the national, on a national level, how that seems, the same thing happens on the local level. And that's something that we've been talking about for, for a while. So in spite of what people feel as though politics don't affect them, I have to tell you, it's a way of life for, for us. And that's something that we really have to look into. And we encourage people to continue to to vote. Look at your local area of your local area politicians, your local area, even with the election coming up, who is it that represents you? Who is it that has the same moral uh, compass that you may have or, or Feel as though the things that are important to you are important to them. If it comes to education, if it comes to the environment, when it comes to um, your insurance, when it comes to Medicare, to Medicaid, when it comes to even yet the the you know the women's right to choose and all of these things, these things affect us every single day. So we yep. want to make sure that we put people in place that's going to at least help us or advocate for us when it comes to those laws that are being um, passed, because we can see... On last year, when they had that, um, oh man, a supermajority, and how DeSantis and his his group just went out and started writing laws left and right.
1: Oh yeah, and passing stuff. I, so here's something made me think of that. I want I want to do something completely wild here right now. Okay, okay I well, want good. everybody who hears this, and I want you to tell all your friends when you go to vote in November. Right, that's going to be the big one. That's a big general election right. coming up. Uh, In November, when you go to vote or you get your vote by mail, start your ballot upside down. And what I mean, start at the end. Start at the end. Okay, why? Because then you're actually going to be working and voting on the things that are most affecting you. Right? And if you get tired as you get towards Senate and President, that's okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> right? Because here's the thing: what ends up happening a lot of times in election years, you know, presidential election years, especially people will go in to vote for president, and then maybe it's like okay, they'll vote for senate because they know the senate's kind of important, and then maybe Congress because they feel like that's kind of important too. But then, like as you go down, people vote less and less. There's a huge right. drop off.
0: That's good. Um, that's from good. top to
1: bottom, right? But here's the thing: there's some really important stuff that's going on in our ballot in the state of Florida that's going to be at the end of the ballot. Okay, so mm-hmm. the, the first couple of things that are really important. Are are going to be the ballot initiatives. So we have weed on the ballot, y'all. We got adult <laughs> recreational. This is true, right? A, adult recreational amendment to vote yes on amendment to uh, adult recreational use of marijuana. Go all the way to the end of your ballot and vote yes on that, okay? Because mm-hmm. that's going to make sure that everybody who wants to partake has the capacity to do so in a legal way here in the state of Florida. It will mm-hmm. help to um, alleviate a lot of these other problems that we're having with people getting arrested and things like that. So let's just go ahead and and do that. The other thing, Amendment 4... Is the right to abortion access in yes. the state? Of so go yes, ahead and indeed. vote yes on Amendment Four, right? And then work your way back. You know, there'll be some judges on there, right? And we at Big Mouth Media will help to put out some information about all of those candidates as well. Mm-hmm. But make sure that you're voting for the city council in your areas. They yeah. are there are elections: Fort Myers, Cape Coral, Fort Myers Beach, uh, Bonita Springs. Mm-hmm. All of these uh, areas have. Municipal elections coming up. We have county commission coming up. Mm-hmm. We have school board coming up. We have state legislature, state house coming up. All right. And then of course we got Congress. They're every two years. They're on every ballot. Yeah, really. <laughs> and Senate and, and and uh and going on to the president, right? But do your ballot backwards, okay? Because don't get tired out and miss the opportunity to raise your voice on things that are really going to affect you, whether or not recreational marijuana is legal in the state of Florida is going to affect you and people, you know, whether or not women have access to reproductive care is going to affect people that, you know, too. So yes. make those decisions and vote in those local elections first. That's my challenge to everybody.
0: Yeah. And, and, and that is so good. That is so good because they know, because now even with the, uh, the the biggest thing that's just coming out, out of Alabama, you know, with the um, the IVF piece, you know, now looking at, um,
1: I mean, where do we begin with that? <laughs> it's like it's so messed up. And then we had our congressman. I'm just going to have to say this right now, too. We had our congressman, Byron Donalds, coming out. He was on Meet the Press this weekend. He actually said the reason that we need to protect IVF is because that's how we breed great families.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, dude. And really? like,
1: I just... Like I mean, to, to talk guy, about human life and like you throw in eugenic stuff in it. You're talk, you're like breeding people. Is, like, what are we talking about? And white people are the ones who access IVF most. So I'm just like, oh Lord. Dude,
0: dude, I mean, this guy is, this guy is, I mean, he, he's lost it. He He is just simply, simply lost it. You know, and, and and that's just something because, and and you know, and some of the things that, you know, we 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 we, I guess we look at it, we think about, and when it comes to the, the politicians, and when it comes to, like you said, Byron Donalds, and when it comes to all of these other, you know, politicians, I'll just say from the Republican Party, you know, and they say that well, I'm voting this because I'm I'm conservative, you know, mm-hmm. and and I look at that and I say, well, we have to understand, or at least I I would want for everyone to understand, and that's what you know, some of the stuff we're going to talk about today is. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the last maybe, you know, 15 minutes or so. The difference between conservative and liberalism. And I think that just me personally, think that a lot of times people don't understand what that means when someone says, well, I'm conservative. Well, what does that actually mean? And you have to go, you have to do a little bit of history or do do a little history dive when it comes to those particular labels. But just say for the conservative piece, you know, and just real, real, Simply put, you know, conservative is more of a traditional, historically traditional value, you know, that you know, people kind of place on things, on, on the institutions, on you know, decisions on practices and that type of thing. But what does that actually mean? You know, when they talk about conservative. So what we and a lot of times people don't like. When someone comes up with the Confederate flag and they don't like when they come up with these certain things, certain things that came out of history, even with, you know, when it was to where women couldn't even vote, you know, this is where conservatism came out of or what it came out of. So when you talk about conservative values, you're talking about values that came from back in the day where Even as blacks, as women, you know, as those of minority groups or whatever, didn't necessarily have a whole lot of rights Mm -hmm. before you place it. So this is what conservatism wants to actually do. It wants to go back into in what they consider a traditional sense of keeping things the way that things were then, and that's Mm -hmm. what they talk about when it comes to conservative values of being, you know, conservatism and that type thing. They want to keep things from a historical perspective, the way that things were. We don't want to change anything. We want, we want the government to be the way the government was. We want those that's, that's in a decision-making process to be the same color that they were because this is how it was then. We don't want people to uh, that many people to be able to vote because they're going to mess up everything. We want to make sure that we keep the way that things were the way that they are now. We don't want those to change. And that's what they talk about. Again, from from a very, very simplistic standpoint, what we look at when we talk about conservatism. And I, I definitely open that up and get, get your, your spin on that. And,
1: I really like how you talk on that about that because that's important. I feel like a lot of times when people say, oh, I'm conservative, they feel yeah. like it means traditional values in a personal sense. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I feel like, you know, people, if they're, you know, devout Christian or you know devout in any of their religious uh you know religions, mm-hmm. they say, oh, I'm I'm conservative, right? Because right. that means that they're okay, they're not um it has a moral connotation, let me put it right. like that. Yes. Right? It means like I'm not out here acting crazy. Not I'm not it, out it, here yeah. spending money mm-hmm. on all sorts of stuff. I take care of my family. I do my job. I feel like that's what people mean sometimes when they say I'm conservative. Like they mm-hmm. feel it as in like I, you know, it's responsibility, it's all this stuff. Right. And, yes. And I think that people are misled by conservative politics because conservative mm-hmm. politics, although it has some connotations related, right? Mm-hmm. There is definitely like, you know. Christian folks who are devoutly Christian who fall into the conservative political, the right. mm-hmm. you know, evangelical Christians and stuff, but it's not the same as like the moral connotation of it that people feel is an admirable quality, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, and so that's what I—that's the first thing that I thought of when you said that, mm-hmm. because I, I just—it's like you're like, yes, it's about politics and pulling people back and and, and not wanting to change, right? right. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean the same thing as. Hey, I'm a, I, I'm a conservative like person, right? right
0: exactly, I got you. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I got you. I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, and and and, and I agree with you there. Um, you know, and, and I, I'll use this analogy. You know, when we look at our young ladies, we'll tell them you need to dress conservatively. You know, right. what does that mean? You, you're not just out there putting everything out there for everybody to see. You know, right. you're gonna con- you're gonna dress conservatively. You're going to Uh, When people like, and like you said, you know, from a moral standpoint, I'm going to be very conservative, you know, and when I go out, I'm not going to be loud. I'm not going to be boisterous. I'm not going to be very, you know, flamboyant out and just acting all crazy or whatever. I'm going to act within a means that's very respectful and respectable when it comes to that. And so that's, that's what they look at in a sense of being conservative. You know, I'm not, I'm not just a person. I'm not just a floozy out there.
1: Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. and But again, but this does not align with politics. Let's make that clear. Right? Exactly. exactly, exactly. It's been co-opted. Exactly. It. It's That's been co-opted. It. 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 It's That's that it. feeling because it's like, okay, these are respectable people, right? Mm-hmm. I'm conservative, I'm a respectable person, right? That's yeah. how we people think about it, right? But you have to delineate between conservative politics and conservative personal ideology because conservative exactly. politics- Falls into the line of fiscal conservatism. That means not mm-hmm. spending money. Which again, right. so- sound like oh, this is a good thing. I'm going to be smart with money. But be aware that it's not just not spending money or spending money smartly. It's not spending money. Like <laughs> there's a huge movement <laughs> in conservative politics. is like no, no, no. You're not going to spend any money. Any money. Anything, <laughs> no social services. Nothing. Right. So be aware of that. Um, <laughs> and it also is you know the conservative ideology. Ideology. In politics that's very much aligned with the evangelical movement means mm-hmm. a lot of restrictions on freedoms exactly. so that's where we're seeing a ton of this that's where we're seeing the attacks on abortion which is an attack on personal freedom and reproductive freedom right mm-hmm. and in, in with that is also coming coming down the pipes everybody is attacks on uh Healthcare attacks yes. on birth control, mm-hmm. attacks on feminism overall. So women's ability to work in the workforce, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, women's rights in a lot of other re- uh, respects as well are kind of tied up in that political component of the, what is increasingly being noticed as Christian nationalism, right? Mm-hmm. Where some people say like they want their super conservative form of Christianity to be, the law of the land. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, even there are people who are Christian that may look at that and be like, hey, maybe that's a little too far. Um, but realize that there are people that are using your sentiment as like, I'm conservative, respectable person. Right. To mean support for these very extreme ideologies and politics. That is that is so
0: true, you know, and, and, and you look at it, you know, from a sense, like you say, they use that, you know, when, and and I think that from the sense of whatever politician want to use, they'll take that, they'll, like you said, they'll take your sense of conservatism, you know, from your moral perspective and they'll say, well, see, well, we're the same because I'm conservative too, but they're looking at it from a political standpoint, you know, right. so they're kind of mixing the two, they're kind mm-hmm. of mixing the two so that, You know, you would think that oh, we're on the same page. Not necessarily, because when you look at again the flip side of conservatism, you look at the what they say liberalism of being very liberal, and then just looking at that from the definition of liberalism, it just means that I'm more progressive. That things have happened, you know, back in you know the 1900s or 20 you know 1920s or 30s or whatever the case may be, and this how it was. But now Everything is not necessarily because of change. And regardless of how people look at it, change happens every day. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's no longer 1930s. It's now 2024. And if you go back to the 1930s, I guarantee you that 99% of the people would say, I don't think that we should have the same thing that we had in 1930s that we have today. I'm not going to live like that. Wait a minute. But you're conservative. <laughs> you know, you don't want to change. And when they look at liberalism, they think that liberalism is just, oh well, you know, you everything goes, everybody can do whatever they want to do, have whatever they want to have, you know, and the government pays for everything, this, that, and whatever the case may be. That's not necessarily so, but they want to use that term, just like you said before, based on what someone's moral ideology may be, or their moral concept may be. They want to use that liberal term to say, just like we were saying. Let the young girls dress how they want to dress, do whatever they want to do. No, that's not the liberalism that, you know, that that's necessarily what we talk about when it comes to the political sense of the word. Things change so that we cannot remain the same. Just like with technology. If you would say that, OK, well, based on your conservatism, you don't want a cell phone now. Well, no, I want a cell phone. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're conservative. You don't want it. You're not liberal because you don't want this change. Or you can say, well, what about the microwave? I don't you know, you, you can't have the microwave. Wait a minute. I need the microwave. You know, in all of the things and all of the political um, laws and everything that has happened since the 1900s up until 2024, so many have changed. But based on that change and the lawmakers that made that change via by definition, that means you're liberal, mm-hmm. not conservative. Because you think that we should progress in certain ways, in certain areas. That's all liberalism talks about, about being progressive. Doesn't mean that everything is going to be whatever it is. But so when we start looking at these words and terms, I think that people have a very, the knowledge of those terms or whatever is, is, is really lacking in a sense of the, I guess, just the norm from, you know, people that don't really want to get into the politics and that type of thing. But we need yeah. to understand, you know, from like you said, from the political standpoint, what do they mean when they say conservatism? What do they mean when they say liberalism? Let's talk apples and apples and then go from there. And definitely go. Ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, like, it, it, so the political climate that we have right now is it's conservatism. Conservatism is kind of equated with like goodness and respectfulness. Mm-hmm. Liberalism is and people don't even really use that word now they actually use like slang like libtard you're a and it's supposed to mean like you're so stupid that you're exactly
0: yeah right and then progressive
1: has got its own it's like oh you're progressive (laughs) it means like you're you're edgy and you're like you know (laughs) right Uh, but in so that's where i get people feel like and that's why i think there is this like Personal draw, like oh, I'm mm-hmm. I'm conservative like that, but I don't want to be seen as like liberal progressive because like that's kind of the scary wild thing. Exactly. Yes,
0: yes, yes.
1: Wait, I'm going to put on my political science hat <laughs> too and <would> say like <laughs> liberalism. What liberalism actually is is the development of democracy that's been pioneered by the United States. Right, mm-hmm. we call it the the uh, liberal world order, which was what was set up by the United States post-World War II. The Mm -hmm. United States was in this position having, you know, had the allied powers uh, at their back, but Europe being destroyed after World War II, the United States was able to set up these institutions known as the Bretton Woods institutions, right? right? The World Bank, the United Nations, all this stuff that now has become these weird boogeymans in politics, but basically was set up in the vision of, Market economy and US democracy, right? Yes. This idea that we should have a liberal way of dealing with politics as opposed to a conservative and authoritarian way. By mm-hmm. the way, that's the opposite. Right. That's wrong, yeah. it in the global way, is authoritarianism as well, right? But we have this plurality in our government structure that pe- there's a voice for people, right? Mm-hmm. That we have different institutions and representatives and that different countries in the world matter and how we relate to one another matters. And the idea, the audacious idea that we don't have to go to war over every little thing, that we can develop diplomatic institutions and government institutions that will help do good in government and help people. Right. And so governments can send their ambassadors to talk to one another instead of just launching weapons. And it really hurts my heart as somebody who's like my undergrad, my undergrad's international relations, my master's okay. degree is international relations, like knowing okay. that this liberal world order that brought us these institutions significantly reduced poverty significantly reduced death around the world significantly mm. reduced hunger significantly reduced conflict in the world war ii era especially right saved lives millions millions of lives wow. that now is being threatened because people have this idea that it's bad because it's conce- it's seen as like conservatism is good and liberalism is bad and exactly. it's like it just breaks my heart because We were doing so good. Like, we were doing so good at building a world where literally everybody had a place and Mm -hmm. everyone had the voice, and we didn't have to have these horrible things happen to people just because. Right. And it's like, and I feel even worse that it's like, it's all this stuff in United States politics. It's this stupid, like, oh, you're the good guys, I'm the bad guys, we're going to fight. So we're going to destroy these like global institutions that saved millions of lives from horror right we're just gonna throw that away because it's called liberal exactly (laughs) like oh my gosh what are we doing what are we doing you know it's it's
0: just like it's just like uh donald trump saying well no let's do away with you know the, the immigration and do away with the border um the border plans that you guys have you know though it may be good You know, it may be good legislation, but let's just do away with it because we don't want the Democrats to get credit for, you know, doing something at the border. But then just like just like you say, our um, and and that's and that's that's something that just happened. And and they they verified and they confirmed that. But here's the crazy thing. What happens is our friend um, Byron Donald will go on the news and saying we're not going to sign. To keep the government open. You know, we're not going to do the uh, another CR. We're not going to do a continuing resolution or whatever it is. Do something about the
1: border. Wait a minute. (laughs) Yep, yep. He's gonna. He's. uh, He said on Meet the Press this week and that he's going to shut down the government unless there's a border deal. And then the 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 woman who was interviewing him said, "But you like voted against it. So what are you doing? You know." know So yeah, (laughs) it's it's crazy. But let me say this too about liberalism. The liberalism brought us the idea that refugees and migrants are people, mm-hmm. and they de- that we deserve to have, or we need to have a process. They deserve human dignity, and we deserve to have a process for processing them. Right. And by the way, mm-hmm. that whole idea that people can present themselves on the border of any country in the entire world—this is part of the Geneva Convention—that mm-hmm. people can present themselves on the border, saying, "Look, I'm coming from." a place of famine, a place of war. And I I want to live here. We all determined post-World War II that that was a human value that we shared. Mm -hmm. That we should not look somebody in the face and say, wow, sorry that there's a war in your country and everything sucks there, but You can't come in here. Right. Like we thought that that was a really bad idea. You know, you think about the Holocaust that happened during World War Two and that displaced millions of people. Right. Mm -hmm. And the war itself displaced millions of people. And this idea, that's That's what it was. It was like, look, we are people. We are humans. We all deserve human dignity. And we should have processes in government to make sure that we can help people. Exactly. Exactly. Because we all collectively decided, and this is the other thing that hurts my heart, we collectively decided that we don't want to be the ones who send somebody back to their death. Right. right. We decided that we didn't, we weren't going to do that anymore. And I agree. And that's why the border situation just makes me bananas, because we are looking at people who are fleeing from terrible things from all over the world. And we're going for no reason other than politics, just, you know, forget that's it. You it. can't come here. And it. it's that actually is liberalism, by the way, that is liberalism, deciding that humans are humans and worthy of human dignity. And I will stand by that 100 percent every day for the end of time.
0: I know. And and, and and that's the thing. Just like you said, it's it's crazy how, you know, they can look at things and, and just just really kind of muddle the water, you know, in so many different ways. Just because they want to try and keep to me, they want to try and keep people confused as far as, you know, what they're saying and why they're saying what they're saying and the way that they're trying to do things just to keep, like I said, just to keep things um, politically advantageous for for the most part, you know, for for, for them, you know, so that they want they they okay. don't want people to really understand, you know, what their ulterior motive is, you know, and how they're going through. Or why they want to do certain things, why they want you thinking a certain way, why they'll bring up certain issues when they won't bring up other issues, and that type of thing. They want to make sure that they try and keep and keep the narrative in their favor, so that when they say, "Well, you know, we're going to do this," and just like you know the example we used before, you don't want to you don't want to you utilize the legislation that's there for the border uh, for the uh, border, the legislation that the Republicans drafted. Right. that they wanted that they demanded,
1: by the way. Exactly. you
0: You got everything that you wanted in this particular in this particular legislation, but you don't want to approve it. But then you're going to have your friend Byron Donald come back and say, Oh, I'm not going to sign the continuing resolution to keep people's jobs in place to make sure that the government is funded, to make sure that people can pay. You know, and and, and buy food and that type thing, you know, Mm -hmm. for the American people, you know, I'm not gonna do that until you get a border deal done. But you had a border deal that you or your party drafted and you said you're not gonna do it. So it's a it's a it's a no-win situation. So Mm -hmm. you're still talking out of both sides of your mouth, you know, when you Mm -hmm. look at certain things, but they wanna keep people confused Mm -hmm. because of the fact that you know they wanna make things like you say, try and keep things. Keep the narrative in their favor, you know. So that that's um, what we had today. I'm not going to uh, belabor the point, but I, I want to thank everyone for coming on today. You know, with now you know, and we hope, hope, hope that you really dive into, you know, the meaning of, like I said, the conservatism, liberalism, you know, the politics, politics in your local area, politics nationally, but certainly politics in your local area and how those things affect you. That in spite of whether you vote or whether you don't vote. Politics is still going to affect you in some kind of way. And sometimes that can be positive. Sometimes that can be negative. It just depends on your circumstance, situation. Everybody is different. But you want to make sure that you do voice your opinion. You do want to make sure that you uh, go in November and mark whatever circle you want to fill in, you fill in that circle uh, important to you. Yeah, or a check mark or whatever it is, you want to make sure that you do that for you because we want to make sure that everybody, 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 just like you're saying, you know, if, if you if you don't have a seat at the table, then you're certainly on the menu. My good friend, you know, Cornelis Fowler. So, you know, and, and he will be on the, the battle as well. So make sure you can oh, look man. him up. And I am Howard South with Now You Know, and I really want you guys to continue to support um, local media. You know, with Big Mouth Media, you know, we're here and we're, um, you know, certainly here going to continue to, as with uh, Dr. Banier, you know, provide you with, you know, great programs, you know, so that you can get as much information as you can. And sometimes it's an information overload, but yeah, you take what you need, leave what you don't need, but then move forward from there. So Dr. Banier, please tell people how they can
1: certainly support. I going to say, that's what happens when you talk to me for too long. It's like information <laughs> overload. I'm like, don't forget, don't forget. And I was about to say, like, don't forget that the government, the federal government is the single largest employer in the country. And that's what a government shutdown means. It means
0: exactly. other
1: people unemployed. But anyway, I digress. Thank you so much, Howard Sapp, for leading us through this amazing episode of Now You Know with Howard Sapp. I am your co-host, Dr. Cindy Banier, and we are coming here to you through the Big Mouth Media Network. So we would love to have you support us and get a subscription on our plans and pricing page at BigMouthMediaFL.com. Monthly subscriptions. You can get one show subscription for $4.99 a month or get everything for $19.99 a month. And that helps us keep the lights on, keep these shows going, and keep talking about these things that are so important to our democracy, to our country, and to our communities. So thanks so much for joining us here and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.